Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from the House of Hoops studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 70, Monday night, June 21st, 2021. Thank you for listening. Who is with us tonight? Coming to us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota is Bo Brady. How's it going? You, you said my name first. I never noticed that. What up, Bo? What's up? Also in studio is Brian Clark. Hello. What up, Brian? Hey. Thanks for coming, guys. House of Hoops can be found on Instagram and Twitter at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S of Hoops. You can call us at 901-365-75. On tonight's show, we are going to talk NBA lottery, playoffs, coaches it's been a wild week in the nba we're gonna talk about it hope everybody enjoys bo how you doing man doing doing great good thanks for asking what have you been up to this week uh we had father's day yesterday that's right you're a father right this is this is true what'd you do anything Um, good yeah we hung out with the kids i got I got a some Japanese rice cooker for my Father's Day gift. I haven't gotten to use it yet, but, but I'm pretty excited. A what now? Rice cooker. It's like a Japanese rice cooker. Looks pretty sweet. You guys eating a lot of rice over there? Not not a whole lot, but the kids like it and you it's, know don't we, you just is that like it's just a steamer then? It's sort of, but it, it it cooks, you know, it cooks it uh, nicely. All right. What else have you been up to? <laughs> uh, besides watching rice cooker videos on YouTube, <laughs> watching basketball when I can, and it's it's full tilt in the Brady house right now with the kids, the kids in school and are out of school and stays light here till 9 p.m. No one's going to bed and everybody's getting up early. All right. Brian, what have you been up to this week? Not much, man. Working and <laughs> watching basketball. Same. Yeah. Same. Got a went and hung out with my with my dad and my nephew Wednesday, my day off, and got pretty sunburned. Yeah. Um, and then I'll <laughs> Went out yesterday on Father's Day and hung out with my family and uh, just got a little burn on top of the burn. Base, so, base burn. Yeah, man. You got to get burnt once to, to start your tan. So, What's going on with the Cubs right now? Um, I wasn't going to talk about that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Why? There's so much so much NBA news. Yeah. Figured it would be best, best just to get right into the NBA. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot going on this week in the NBA, so we should probably kind of move it on. I watched a little bit of the U.S. Open golf, especially the end this week. It was in uh, La Jolla, California, which is a beautiful, beautiful part of the country. It's like uh, right near San Diego. Oh, you've been there, right? Yeah. It's probably my favorite place in America I've ever been. It's amazing, man. It's like uh, cliff sides into the ocean, mm-hmm. perfect weather. It's It's silly, man. It's a... Great place to be 
watching John Rahm, the first Spaniard to ever win the U.S. Open. España. It was pretty emotional for him and his family. And he had just had a kid, a son, I think. So it was like on Father's Day. It was a touching moment. But uh, good for him, too. Rahm, I think he's a good dude. Beautiful course. He loves it a lot. He said the course reminds him of back home in Spain. Hmm. Like the area, that little corner pocket of America is like, man, La Jolla is beautiful. Very expensive <laughs> place to be existing. <laughs> like it's not reasonable for people. That's the kind of town, like if you smoke cigarettes, they're like, they'll, they'll kick you out of town. <laughs> like you get the fuck out of here. It's, they don't play around. But anyway, uh, I don't know what else this week. Not much. Not really much else to talk about. Let's get into some NBA stuff. Hey, I got to run upstairs real quick and help Kate with something. Okay. I'll be back in a minute or two. Okay. Let's see. While bro, uh, while bro, <laughs> while Bo's uh, taking care of something, how about you and me talk about the uh, Summer Olympics basketball a little bit? Yeah. It starts soon, uh, like uh, four weeks, July 23rd. And it'll run for, I guess, a couple weeks. It ends August 8th in Tokyo, Japan. A bunch of players are committing and decommitting this week to the roster. One of the big names I saw decommitting was Steph Curry. That was a big. And then there was Donovan Mitchell. He's opted out. I guess LeBron's not going to play. AD's not going to play. Those guys have NBA on their mind. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and Space Jam. Yeah. And they got red carpets to walk. Yeah. I'm wondering if any of these opt-outs are because, you know, coronavirus worries. If people are still worried about that. A lot of guys have opted in. More of the younger guys, like Devin Booker. What are some of the names that you saw that you were looking forward to? Looks like a good team. I was kind of surprised Kevin Durant mm -hmm. was going to play. I don't really know if the Nets have a lot to work on. I think if all three of those guys are healthy, they're, they're probably the favorite. Also, this is like a big-time bonding experiment. Yeah. experience for most of these guys. And, and Harden's going, too. Mm -hmm. I was surprised Harden was going to go since he's been injured, but – you know, he's got a month to kind of rest up. I feel like the Olympics and the FIBA championships, that's when the guys, like, all get together and plan their super team. Sure. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, look how awesome it is. Look how well we play together. Yeah. Like, we have good chemistry. Oh, I actually like hanging out with you, man. Like, we should play together in the future sometime. Yeah. Hey, what's up, uh, Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal? <laughs> Jason Tatum. Yeah. Like, those guys have all opted in. Uh, Devin Booker. I don't know how extensive the reaches because there's going to be a lot of guys that are invited that don't make it. I, I haven't really seen a lot of it. Maybe that's something we can look at as it comes to us over the next couple of weeks. Or yeah, so. it's early. I mean, the, the season's not over. So Right. You've always got a couple young guys that are coming into the draft that want to mm -hmm. try out too. and So it'll be interesting to see Who's coaching this year? Popovich? Yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's the best. 
He's the best we're going to get. He, I think. he should coach Team USA. I think so, if he's up for it. Let's see. Brad Beal. That's an interesting one. And Draymond. Draymond kind of stuck out to me. Mm. But, I mean, I think his game fits the Olympics. A kind of Swiss Army knife, you know. I think he's a good dude to have around, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bam. Yeah, a younger guy. Mm. That'll be a good experience for him. He's only 23. Him and Tatum both. This will be a good experience for both of those guys. Between Bam and Draymond, that gives him some defense. And Kevin Durant, obviously. Looks like a good team coming up. Uh, opted out. Jimmy Butler. I don't know if I mentioned him. That's pretty much all I saw. What do you think? You think uh, USA has a chance this year? I mean, looking at that team, yeah. <laughs> I see a bunch of bucket getters. I saw Ben Simmons is not planning on joining the Aussies. Yeah, that's probably smart. Yeah. He just took a bunch of heat this week for his playoff performance. Mm -hmm. I guess he needs to work on his game and not just go travel. I mean, they, they all start. I think I saw the Australian team starts like next week in California. They're mm -hmm. going to start their practicing or training camp, whatever. It's fast. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Ben Simmons needs to take the Olympics off and move in with Mark Price. Just work on that shot. Mark Price. Is I wouldn't Mark Price recommend moving in with John Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stockton. He, I didn't know he was an anti-vaxxer. Well, we can, we yeah, Malone's a perv and Stockton's a fucking weirdo. So those are your statues, Utah. Yeah, who's <laughs> what was the joke I saw? Who's who's responsible for less shots taken? Oh, yeah. John Stockton <laughs> or Ben Simmons? <laughs> Damn. This will be uh, Damian Lillard's first time competing in the Olympics. How about that? I don't like Conley. There's a lot of guys. Like, I mean, Booker hasn't. Is Devin Booker's never been an Olympian, has he? Booker probably not because this is like only his fifth year in the league, isn't yeah. it? Or sixth year. Yeah, I think some of these guys may have done Phoebus, but not the Olympics. Like, I think Tatum was in the Phoebus, but not the Olympics. Here's a story from 2018. Devin Booker impresses Griffin. Uses time at Team USA minicamp to learn. <laughs> There's always been guys that are, in the past, way better than Devin Booker. But I think Devin Booker's kind of having a coming out party right now. It's funny... You get a, a guy like Booker in the conference finals playing alongside Chris Paul. He's going to start looking really good. Mm -hmm. We hope he plays alongside Chris Paul in the conference finals. Have they, have they said anything yeah. about Paul coming back? I don't know. I don't even know why they're testing vaccinated players. That's kind of annoying. He's out for the next game tomorrow. That's all I know. That's all that's been reported. Nobody's saying how long they're going to hold him out or anything. He posted a video with his kids yesterday on Father's Day, and he appeared to be, you know. Yeah. He didn't appear to have any symptoms. So Right. You would assume he just has to have, like, the league protocol, like, negative tests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
however many it takes, you would assume. So whenever it's gone through his system, I assume he'll be back. I don't know. If he's vaccinated and he's positive, he's probably not shedding enough virus to be contagious anyway. Right. Why risk it? understand why they would. I saw Phoenix is one of the most vaccinated teams anyway, so for from Phoenix's perspective, it'd probably be fine. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I mean, you don't do want to run him out there and then get some stupid mm-hmm. season ticket holder who's not vaccinated sick and say, well, Chris Paul was contagious and now i got this and it's your fault or so somehow i'm oh, sorry what i said you, you obviously can't trace who, who you got it from but Mm-mm. well i was thinking more like have to shut down the nba and like stop play yeah that's what you don't want yeah that's I mean, why they're th- holding them out do you think if if 100 percent of the players were vaccinated like even just in the last in the last two rounds in the conference finals and the finals, do you think he'd be able to play? I don't know. They're taking these positive tests, and if you're positive, you're not playing. Yeah. I mean, it's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has anything to do with who's vaccinated and who's not. It's like if you're positive, it's been the same way the whole yeah. season mm-hmm. and last. Yeah. They need to change. I think they need to change that policy, but. It's something they can look at over the off season. I don't think they're going to do it mid playoffs. I mean, that's that's incentive for players to get vaccinated. It's incentive if, for them to if, not. If next be year out, if it's you know, oh, you caught it, but you're vaccinated. Yeah. If they go, you can go ahead and play. Yeah. You think MPJ is getting that well, vaccine it, then? <laughs> well, like, man, we play a back to back against Phoenix. <laughs> Shit. You just put Chris Paul on MPJ. You got a bunch of guys. You got a <laughs> breathing on him. You got a bunch of guys f- forging documents and making fake vaccination mm-hmm. cards, <laughs> just so they don't have to deal with it. I mean, how hard is it really to make one of those vaccination cards? I mean, if I was, if I hadn't gotten the vaccine and I knew I was playing up against a team who had a player who had tested positive, mm-hmm. I think I'd feel. I mean, I don't know. Get out there and play anyway, but. I mean, I'd feel dumb for not having the vaccine anyway, so. Yeah. It, yeah, but I don't think, I think you feel smart for not having the vaccine at that point. You think you've uh, outsmarted everybody. What do the other players think if they're playing against a guy that's not vaccinated? I don't know. It's a fucking shit show. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be legally or financially. I don't I don't think they're going to be able to force vaccinations. No. <clears throat> but. But they can say, well, you're playing, you know. They can't continue to test yeah. at this rate forever mm-hmm. either. So we'll see what they do. Who knows? I don't want to get too I caught up that, on one thing. We don't, I mean, we could just, this is a complete rabbit hole, you know. With The good thing about the NBA testing this much is that they are, I think they're partnered with Yale, and they're finding ways to test efficiently on both ends like to to be able to make the test less invasive by like say swabbing your cheek and then also by making the test more sensitive by from just a cheek swab instead of doing that deep nose swab they were doing before mm-hmm. so the more and more you do this the more you know it's, it's just like with any technology the more you do it the better you're going to get at it and the it's going to evolve more so 
I my, the, my point is that you can continue to test like this. They have a ton of money and it will get cheaper and more efficient as time goes on. Well, likely. yeah, uh, you would think at some point they can just scan the body for the microchips, like with some kind of infrared scanner. It says, like, yeah, that's true. He has the microchips. Yeah. He's clear to play. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> or just when they get an MRI, if they the microchip just rips out. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they got to get vaccinated again. Yeah, that's true. If only there were some way to know. Oh, yeah, the microchip makes sense. All right. Let's move on. Let's move into follow-ups from last week. Last week, we made a big deal about game five between Milwaukee and Brooklyn. It seemed very important to us. I don't know about you guys, but I thought whoever won that game would win the series. You guys remember who won game five? That was the big KD game where he scored 49. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brooklyn won. But all that really did was give the Nets a chance. It kept them in the series because the Bucks won game six at home, and then they won seven on the road in Brooklyn. We're just chalking this series up to, like, Nets injuries, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, Milwaukee uh, yeah. Milwaukee barely beat the Nets, it seemed like. And it was pretty much just Kevin Durant and, like, a, a quarter of a yeah. James Harden. The shell of James Harden. A James Harden who can't run. Yeah. Pretty impressive for Durant and those Nets to take it seven games with two all-stars not in the game but i think milwaukee should be worried because they struggled against basically one player so now they're playing a hawks team that i mean trey is not kevin durant but he's arguably as good as an all-star i think he is trey young they've got a complete team though they've got a lot of guys Mm -hmm. I think Milwaukee should be worried playing Atlanta. Just based on just based on how they barely got past the Nets. Mm-hmm. What do you guys you guys Atlanta's think? not scared either. Like they no. they're going into this, they don't know that they're not supposed to be there. No, they don't care. Yeah. They're playing. Well Nate, Nate McMillan is a good coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I mean we knew we knew that when they he was the assistant for uh, was it Lloyd Pierce? Yeah, yeah. And Nate was in Indiana prior to that. Yeah, former coach of the uh, Indiana Pacers, and I feel like I hammer this a lot, but he was a Sonics. How dumb does Indiana look? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, what yeah, I would- he's, a, he's a no-brainer head coach. I mean, clearly we're seeing it now, but. His all-time record, he is 688 and 599 hmm. for a 53% win percentage. And his worst season with the most losses was he, they lost – they won 21 games in back-to-back seasons in Portland. Actually, in three seasons – wait, wait, one – Hold on, this is he had some bad shit. Wait, 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 what? (laughs) In Portland, he went 
one in oh five oh six he won twenty one games oh six oh seven thirty two games and then forty one games the following season and then then from there he won fifty four games so okay he had some sh- like three bad years that kind of marred his win percentage sure every coach has those i mean he has a he has a pretty bad uh playoff record and I know this because in the press release um where Indiana let him go they put his playoff record. Oh. In the press release. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Trying to make him look bad. Yeah. Well, Indiana got what they deserved. And then in the, in the parentheses, they said, oh, by the way, he's black because we're. <laughs> 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 so I got a quick question. One, one question about this kind of follow up situation. Now, think about this for a second. Who's better, Philly or Milwaukee? Which is a better team? Philly finished the regular season ahead of Milwaukee. Like, I mean, Milwaukee advanced, so you have to say it's them. But, I mean, if you'd asked me this before the postseason, I would have said Philly. Okay. Bo, what do you think? I would have probably s- said Milwaukee just because I want to believe in Giannis. And I felt, I felt, and I believe that the Drew Holiday acquisition was kind of a game changer. Mm-hmm. So I would have, I would have taken Middleton, Giannis, Holiday over Embiid, Tobias Harris, and Simmons. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Philly probably has the better team. I don't know if all their players were used correctly, mm-hmm. but. Atlanta beat Philly. So I don't know. I think we could be looking at a very, very interesting series there with Atlanta and Milwaukee. What I'm trying to get at is who do we think is going to win the Atlanta-Milwaukee series? I mean, I'm going to stick to my guns. I said that Philly should just easily handle Atlanta. So I, I still believe that Milwaukee's the better team, and I think Milwaukee should easily handle Atlanta but we'll right. see but they had so much trouble with Brooklyn and it was just Kevin Durant right so that that's true but who is the point guard in Milwaukee now Drew Holiday and what's he known for you think he's going to shut does he still have that is he think he's going to sh- stomp all over Trey Young well what are, do you think he out of in a seven-game series, can he give Trey Young two bad games? Yeah, I guess so. But Trey is so good at just taking what the defense gives him, and I think he's got enough players around him that that's going to not really be the end of it. Like, I don't think Drew Holiday is going to be able to do enough to him to stop his game. His game is too well-rounded right now. I think that Atlanta's got enough pieces I don't know. I think Atlanta's going to win, man. <laughs> Is oh that crazy? Gosh. No, they're no, they're in the conference finals. Nothing's crazy. Like John Collins and Giannis going at it, and they still have Capella to clog the lane. When Giannis tries to bully in there, Capella's going to be right there. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know, man. I like Atlanta. I think they're going to do it. I actually just put a bunch of money on. Phoenix beating Atlanta in the finals. 
Uh, I forget what the odds were. I think it was 14 to 1 that that happens. <laughs> That's good odds. Yeah. I think Milwaukee wins, but I'm I'm rooting for Atlanta. Yeah. Trey Young's grown on me. I mean, I, as a player, he's great. <clears throat> yeah, he's but grown I, on I, me. I like his attitude. Uh, he's grown on me, too. You know, he, he went into Philly and did not let that Philly crowd throw him off. He went into New York, did not let that New York right. crowd throw him off. Right. I mean, after the game yesterday, he's like, man, I love playing in Philly. I love talking shit. I love, you know, he's like the back and forth is fun. He seems like a guy who's here for it. Whether he's ready or not, we'll see. He looks ready, but he, he does, he's not a shrinking violet at all. Right. He's no. not gonna he's not gonna have a bad game because he's nervous or is uncomfortable. He had a bad game against Philly and they still won. Yeah. It's not about all of the shots that he misses. It's about how you finish the game. Yeah. And who, and that Philly Atlanta game came down to who was gonna make buckets at the end. And Atlanta did. I yeah, Philly know. couldn't. Mm. I like Tobias Harris, but mm. that dude was breaking bunnies. Yeah. It's going to be a fun series. Yeah. Embiid looked good. Embiid looked like that knee wasn't bothering him at all. It's it's so wild that it's Atlanta and Milwaukee. Yeah. I like that. I mean, they're not uh, – I wouldn't call either of them – I mean, I guess you call Milwaukee a small market. I, I'm not calling Atlanta a small market. They're a big market. No Brooklyn. But I like those teams being in the finals. No Miami. You get some fresh faces, some new names. Yeah, it's great. It's people, perfect. People say it's bad for the league. I think it's great for the league. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Maybe it's not It's not going to be the highest rated Eastern Conference Finals. It reminds me of, of all time, but it's, it's, I think it's, it's good to get those, those new young players yeah. in the spotlight. It reminds me kind of like when Detroit came out of nowhere and just like won this isolated championship mm -hmm. in between like the Lakers and whoever the hell else it was yeah. that was winning at Boston. the time. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I think it uh, keeps things fresh. So far, these playoffs have not been a letdown, in my opinion. That's enough about game five between Milwaukee and Brooklyn, I think. Let's move on with uh, news. Over the week, the NBA team awards were announced. No Russell Westbrook. That was kind of the first thing I noticed. He averaged a triple-double and led his team into the playoffs. And he didn't make an all-NBA team. There was no Jason Tatum. There was no Devin Booker. These things, I thought, were detestable, to say the least. Kawhi Leonard made the first team. That makes sense. He had a great year. What was the discrepancy? Because I kind of made up my own. I thought Westbrook probably should have been at least on the second team where Julius Randle made it and Embiid made it. I think those are fair. Randle, I was thinking third team, but he made the second team. Chris Paul made the second team. I was thinking third team. So that's good for those guys. It's good for their careers too. I didn't see Bradley Peel making an all-NBA team or Paul George. Yeah, I think you could put Westbrook over either of those guys. I was thinking. Or even over LeBron. I was thinking Anthony Davis might make one or Zion Williamson. Yeah, Paul George was a weird one to me, but whatever. 
It's all voted in. Let's see. All defensive first team. I'm fine with that list. Makes sense. You could argue that Embiid probably should have made first team instead of Gobert, but this is supposed to be voted over the regular season, so I think it's fine. Like, whatever. <laughs> Who are the guards on the uh, all-defensive first team? Is Drew, one of is one of them Drew Holiday? Drew Holiday and Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ben Simmons just played against Trey Young, too. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And maybe Trey struggled, but they won. They found a way. Trey is so good, man. I don't think Drew, Drew Holiday is going to be able to con- stop him. He's going to contain him, I guess, a little bit. Slow him down a little bit. I don't think he can stop him, though. Uh, he... he he reminds me so much of Brandon Jennings, like the first couple years he was in the league, where he just took what the defense gave him. He didn't force anything. He didn't have to do everything because he had teammates. But then he would go, like, drop 55 yeah. in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. He was just very good at reading the defense and, and uh, knowing when to pass or knowing when to take his opportunities. I think Trey's a lot like a lot like Brandon Jennings, except a way better three, <laughs> a way better shot. But yeah, no Jason Tatum, no Booker, no Westbrook. I mean, Westbrook won an MVP for averaging a triple double, and now he doesn't even make an All NBA mm. team. That's kind of fucked up. And how he led his team into the playoffs. They made that huge surge where they won a ton of games at the end of the season. I don't know. Westbrook, he probably, I feel like he deserved to make it. And maybe even Zion. We can move off it if you guys don't have anything to say on it. What do you want to do? Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't do a, I didn't dive into it too deep. Yeah, it's, I mean, it feels like it was months ago with all the shit that went on this week. Uh, Let's move on. Wednesday was nuts, huh? That was the Chris Paul COVID news. That was LaMelo Ball's Rookie of the Year announcement. What are you talking about? Yep, and Kawhi Leonard news, injuries, injuries. It was Zion losing his head coach. <laughs> Who? How many? Like how many coaches got fired on Wednesday? Just two: Scotty Brooks and Stan Van Gundy. Was that? Did Rick Carlisle announce that day too? I think that was the next day. Okay. Yeah, I think that was Thursday. Wednesday was nuts, though. Kawhi Leonard injury. That injury, like, we knew he was hurt finishing up that series with Dallas, right? But we didn't know how serious it was. And uh, we've talked about over and over on this podcast how injuries are, like, the one thing in these playoffs that have changed the course of any of these series. You had it with the Lakers, Denver, Brooklyn, I mean, it's just happened over and over yeah. and over. You, I mean, Utah, you can argue that. I mean, that Clippers-Utah yeah. series, I feel like, ends differently if. Sure. Or maybe it doesn't. You have a healthy Kawhi, you got a healthy Mike Conley. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it turns out the same, but. Maybe. But now Kawhi has still been out. And uh, I don't think they have a chance against Phoenix without Kawhi. I feel like he's the needle mover there. I mean, I didn't think they had a chance. Against Utah. 
Yeah. Uh, we all thought Utah was going to win. Every single one of us picked Utah to win. Nope. Wrong. That was crazy. There's a huge list of coaches available. I'm going to read some of these li- some of these off, and you tell me if one sparks your interest. Sam Cassell. He's a 76ers assistant coach. Kenny Atkinson, Clippers assistant coach. Mike D'Antoni, Nets assistant. Dave Yeager. There's some college coaches. I don't know. They got Terry Stotts, Steve Clifford, Becky Hammond. Looks like uh, Becky Hammond has a – she's advanced to a final interview with Portland. Okay. I like that. Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, Sam Mitchell. Which of those – do you like any of those? And Stan Van Gundy. There's seven job openings right now. I think I just listed about seven names. And what happened to, like, European coaches? Remember those? I think that ran its course. Euro League coach, coaches coming over? I think Mark Haveroni's available. <laughs> Forever. That fad kind of wore off, didn't it? It's kind of over, huh? Who was the who was the guy that the was it the Cavaliers hired? David Blatt. Nobody's talked about him in years. Yeah. I thought it was uh Gregory Ilinovich. He was the head coach in twenty fourteen. Who? <laughs> what did you say? Gregory Ilinovich. <laughs> Who is that? A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I mean, Bo, do you have any opinions on any of these coaching spots or anything? Or are you just kind of watching and seeing what happens? Without knowing... I guess how a team wants to play or how a coach wants to play with that roster. It's nothing stuck out to you this week. You didn't have any like master plans. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess Carlisle, maybe in Boston. Okay. That one maybe made sense. Cause he has history there and it's, he's a, obviously a good coach. Yeah. No, I like that because you know, he's been super adaptive over his career too. And I think he would listen and do what Brad Stevens wanted like that and i I think i think boston's clearly a win now team i would i would think i know that jason tatum's not i think so luca donchitz luca but you know and maybe people crowned him to be that kind of a player and i don't think he is at this point he's good but i don't think he's luca level no i think you're right i think that's a good fit i like that yeah i think uh I get the feeling that Carlisle's going to be a package deal with Donnie Nelson. I could see Donnie Nelson working in the Celtics front office as well. I don't know, though. I feel like the Celtics front office has a lot of established guys that that culture would be hard to. Maybe maybe Brad Stevens wanna, wants to shake some shit up, you know? Yeah, maybe he brings in Donnie Nelson. Who doesn't want Donnie Nelson on their staff? I'm thinking consultant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not as assistant GM or something, you know. Working under Brad Stevens. Yeah, that was crazy. Thursday, Dallas just cleaned house. They fired their GM. They fired their coach. They kept Haralabob, though. Oh, yeah. the What's his dude? Yeah. Brian's dude. Will Garris. The gambler. 
Yeah, Boston, Dallas, Portland, New Orleans, Washington, Orlando, Indiana. They all need coaches. I could see a lot of younger coaches coming in. People are seeing what Memphis is doing. It's been popular with the young guys. I don't know. With a with a I win mean, now team, you gotta go with a vet though. It failed right? in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, that's a win now team. I think you need a veteran guy that there's not going to be any bullshit. I think with a younger team, you need a younger coach. You look at New Orleans, Stan Van Gunny just didn't work out. That was not a win now situation, right? It's like a build. Who's going to take that Orlando job? (laughs) Kenny Atkinson? (laughs) Whoever's left and still wants a job. I mean that's the last that's the last job filled, right? That's the last job that gets filled. I think so. Who's gonna take that? Who's gonna take on all those losses? <laughs> like if all if, if every job fills and Becky Hammonds doesn't have a job yet, she doesn't take the Orlando job. <laughs> she goes, ah, you know, mm. first first female first female coach is cool and all, but I'm good. I'll wait. I'll wait another year or two. Huh? I don't know. I mean, what do you watch. do? Do you take Orlando or do you wait for Pop to retire? I think you wait for Pop to retire. I don't know. She gets a chance to put her stamp on a young team, though, and like build it up and prove that she can do it. Does she trust who's in charge there? That's a big question. Does she trust uh, management, upper management? I don't know. I guess we'll move on in the news since we don't really have anything else on that. We're just staring at each other. (laughs) You guys want to move up to the lottery? The lottery is this week. It's tomorrow. I think it's on ESPN at like 8 Eastern time, I think. Lottery's kind of fun. It goes fast. It's super fun. Yeah, we like the lottery. Does everybody have the lottery odds pulled up? Yes, sir. So I'm going to read them off as the favorites to win one through 14. In order. Rockets, Pistons, Magic, Thunder, Cavs, Timberwolves, Raptors, Bulls, Kings, Pelicans, Hornets, Spurs, Pacers, Warriors. Who do we want? Like, realistically, like, okay, the Hornets probably can't win the lottery. They got, a what, a 4% chance? Is that right? Yes. Let's take the top five teams. Rockets, Pistons, Magic, Thunder, Cavs. Which one of those teams do we want to see get the number one pick? Which team... Just based on our feelings about the team and whether or not they deserve it, which one of those teams would we rather see get the number one pick? Oh, yeah, I'm going to say Minnesota. That's the sixth one, but okay. Well. <laughs> Fair enough. Bo says Minnesota because he's being a homer. <laughs> no, It's a little bit of both. I do want to see the – it would be awesome to have the Wolves get the number one pick or even a top four pick. Mm-hmm. To keep to keep their pick, I really don't want to see Golden State get a top lottery pick this year. 
Yeah. Okay. I, d- I just want to see Golden State suffer. Sure, I don't think they deserve it. They still have a really good team, and uh, they're not a lottery team, in my opinion. So, no, they don't deserve it. They are, but they're not. You know, they weren't so bad that they were a, one of the top or worst five or six teams in the league. Brian, I just want to say oh. a top three pick, I, guess, I suppose. Yeah. It's top four protected, damn. Brian, no. Which one of those teams do you feel like should get it? Uh, I mean, I'll just I'll run through the top five in reverse order. Um, Cleveland, I like JB Bickerstaff. I think it'd be cool for Cleveland to get the top pick. They need it. Yeah, they need it. They need it. They need some young. They need anything in Cleveland. That's fair. Any damn thing. That's fair. Uh, Oklahoma City, um, screw them. They have a thousand picks. And they're going to flip Kimball Walker for a thousand more. Um, so I hope they don't get it because they've got so many shots. They've got, yeah, I get that. Orlando doesn't deserve it. Why? They just don't. <laughs> uh, like the poster child for mediocrity in the NBA. They blew up their team. Yeah. At the Fired trade their coach. Line. Yeah. They do need a fresh start, though. They do. But I don't want Orlando to get it. Okay. Out of the top two, Detroit, I wouldn't be mad if they got it. I feel like the Detroit fans need something after watching Blake Griffin leave Detroit. Yeah. And all of a sudden on a contender play, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, think they, I think somebody needs to throw Detroit a bone. Okay. Uh, Houston, I actually, even though they play in the same division as the Grizzlies, and I don't want Houston to be good. I think Steven Silas deserves the first pick in the draft after what he went through this past season and his mm-hmm. inaugural season as head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he just got crapped on all season long. They got so much shit to sort out there. Yeah. I don't think they're ready for a number one draft yeah. pick. <laughs> I, I won't argue with you there, but uh, Steven Silas needs a win, dude. Yeah. He's just, by all accounts, he seems like a good dude, a likable guy. You know, between Harden showing up to camp totally out of shape mm-hmm. and the way he treated that whole situation. Not surprised Harden dealt with injuries this year for really the first time in his career. Oh, here's another point. Because he showed up, you know, fatter than hell. Here's another point to Houston getting mm-hmm. it. They don't have a lot of shots <laughs> at it. Yeah. Like, this might be it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for a minute. They're going to have a rough go at rebuilding. So, yeah. I can get behind that, Houston. Um, Detroit, less, because I feel like they haven't put in the effort to build their team up at all. I feel like they don't really deserve it. Like, y'all need to be smarter with how you build your team. I don't I don't think they deserve to get, like, a even a top three pick. I mean, they're in the, you know, Detroit's kind of, they're probably still cleaning up the Stan Van Gundy mess up there, you know? I guess. Hmm. I just don't think they deserve it. Oklahoma, yeah, they got a lot of shots. Orlando, I feel like they need a fresh face, and they have so many projects on that roster. It's like five or six guys that are all just projects, like maybes. Jonathan Isaac, who can't stay healthy. Markel Fultz. Who's played well there after, you know. Yeah, there's more that I'm not even thinking about, but 
Mo Bamba. They've got so many projects to throw another one on them. I don't know if they can handle this many yeah. projects, but it would be great for them to get like a number one pick and have like a, almost like a leader be like somebody that's a fresh look and a exciting new player that doesn't have like injury history, like Fultz and Isaac and maybe less of a project. I can find reasons to like Orlando. It'd be it'd be cool to, for Orlando to. I mean, if they land in the top, I mean, they're likely to land in the top five. It'd be cool yeah. for them to land a player to pair with Cole Anthony, who I think is going to be that's the awesome one. Cole. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I would love, I would love Evan Mobley there. Mm. Evan well, Mobley. Did I say Mobley? Mobley. Mobley. What position is he? Evan Mobley, yeah, he's a center. Okay. He's uh, he had that awesome tournament with USC. Is he an NBA center? He or looks an NBA yeah, power he, forward. I mean, he mm, he's a I mean, he's seven foot. Okay. He's a he's an NBA center in the in the new mold of NBA centers. Mm. Okay. Cleveland, I don't think they deserve it. <laughs> Maybe the fans do, but the people in charge, the GMs, and Whoever's making the calls there, whoever didn't trade Kevin Love and whoever waved yeah. Drummond and all this stupid shit they've done up there, drafting back-to-back point guards and all this stupid shit. Cleveland, I don't feel like they deserve anything. They deserve to lose more. <laughs> and I think they will. Talk about a team in bad shape. I mean, I like to see them get a good a wing. I mean, they've got Sex Land. They've got Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. I mean, got they've got they, they've got pieces. You know, yeah, yeah. Sexton and Garland. Sex yeah. Land. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Come on. You Jeff. were just saying. I thought you were just saying his name wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I don't like that Cleveland team at all. I I can't even watch them. We did one Cleveland pick game last year. This year. And oh yeah, it was awful. <laughs> I was like, fucking hurt my eyes. that's probably my idea we haven't watched cleveland yet guys (laughs) we haven't watched cleveland yet i remember our last one it was atlanta i've been on the atlanta train ever since that last damn pick game wasn't it like atlanta new york too probably yeah i think so because i think we wanted to watch new york again and they were playing atlanta it was like a fun game yeah and then that turned into you know the first round matchup minnesota I got mixed feelings on Minnesota. I don't want Golden State to get that pick. Sorry, Golden State. I feel like y'all are just going to trade it or something anyway. I don't know if Minnesota deserves it, though. Hell no, they don't deserve it. They've won championships recently. Fuck them. Well, not even... I I don't think you're being serious. But... I don't think they deserve it because I'm not sure that player is going to develop worth a shit on that team. With, I disagree with D'Angelo and Cat and Anthony Edwards. Already. Are you saying no? You were saying you said Golden State. You're saying Minnesota doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that's why I thought you were fucking with me. No, you said Golden State. Minnesota. I don't think they deserve it. I think I switched uh, mid sentence from one to the other there. I got you. Anyway, yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota has not won a title. 
No, that's why I thought you were fucking with me. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's. <laughs> I said I didn't want to see Golden State get it. And then I said, I don't think Minnesota deserves it. Gotcha. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, because they want a title. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I if you just go on the list after Minnesota, Toronto, eh. Chicago, eh. Mm-mm. Yeah, Sacramento. plus A Rod. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, fuck A Rod, right? There you go. Is there a team that you would like to see jump up out of nowhere like the Bulls did when they won the Derrick Rose lottery? <laughs> San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, right? That'd, it, be, that'd, be, that'd be fine with me. That'd be great. I'd be down with that. But Sacramento, no. New Orleans, no. Charlotte, I'd be, ah. I'd be down with Charlotte getting a yeah. number one pick. Yeah, I'd be yeah that'd be they're, cool. They're just going to take Kwame Brown anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana. New All Orleans, right. New Orleans, I'm cool with that. Charlotte, yeah. Indy, I don't know if they want it. They'd probably trade it. <laughs> trade it for whoever. Whoever's <laughs> blowing it up. Whoever uh, hires Rick Carlisle. <laughs> hey, man, we'll give you this pick for Rick Carlisle. What if Golden State gets Minnesota's top four pick? And then Golden State somehow miraculously wins the lottery, gets the number one pick. At that point, they have two, let's say three top four draft picks over the last two years. Do they at that point trade Steph and Clay? <laughs> like, do they at that point do they blow it up, or do they just mm. have these three young dudes on their team with, with their big three, Draymond, Clay, and Steph? Maybe they trade Clay or or Wiggins, but they're not trading Steph. Yeah. And they're not trading Draymond. They don't go with the youth movement. They just keep seeing this thing through, I think, Golden State, no matter who's on that team. They're going to sell tickets. and then That's that's the mode of operation. They're going to sell less tickets with Steph gone. So Actually, they're going to sell them anyway, but I think that the fans are happy to ride into the sunset with Steph is what I'm trying to say. So do you think they trade some of those picks off if they end up with two top four picks this year? <laughs> They probably trade those off for uh, win now, guys, huh? Keep one and trade one. <laughs> Hedge. <laughs> Hedge. <laughs> I bet they. I bet they take every phone call if they end up with anything in the top four. Yeah. Okay. So we all kind of agree. If any team was to move up drastically, we would want it to be like New Orleans, Charlotte, San Antonio, maybe Indy. Sure. Sure. Why not? Which of these teams in the lottery do you think just needs like one more player to be good? Any of them? Like one more, just one more piece to get over the hump. One more young guy. Is it New Orleans? Charlotte jumps out. Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte would be good. Charlotte needs like one more guy. I don't know what the hell New Orleans needs. Something to pair with Zion. Maybe if New Orleans won the lottery, they could just give Stephen Adams back to the Thunder. <laughs> Stephen Adams, he's going to Boston. <laughs> they need a center. Jeff, will you beer me? Sure. Which one do you want? I'll do that seltzer. Thank you. Cucumber lime. Sounds good. Yeah, I got some. I got some free seltzers from uh. 
Crosstown Brewing out of Memphis. They came by the, the store today. and Hey, pour me a shot of that. Yeah, for sure. We had one before the pod started. And, uh, <laughs> it was like a strawberry lavender. It was really good. I don't need much. I just want to taste it. There you go. Thanks. But yeah, Thanks. Samples are always great. I brought like four four free beers over here tonight. And what are my samples this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's refreshing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their a- seltzer line is called Rad. It has kind of like an 80s theme on the, on the can, the label. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's really good. It's got got some more flavor than a, a, your typical white claw, but no sugar. So, imagine trying to order that at the bar or something. I'll take a rat. Yeah. What? Huh? <laughs> the one with you know the one with the Atari on the front of it. <laughs> Let's move off of the lottery. What's next, Jeff? Let's keep it going, Bo. Oh, what do you want to talk about this week? I'll talk about anything. Damn, put me on the spot here. You knew that I was going to ask you, like, you were coming on here to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. What'd you do last Uh, week? Why weren't you here? My parents were in town. Yeah. And. I can't. I can't be podcasting with house guests. Oh, okay. Not I, when one of them wants to drink, drink all my hams with me. I think you should have. I think you should have brought your dad on. I guess I could have. I'll bring him in studio. There you go. <laughs> We're vaccinated. He's gonna be so bored. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be like, uh, "Can I go, son? I don't think this is for me." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your your dad watches the NBA, doesn't he? Uh, very casually. He'll watch a Grizz game if it's on and gotcha. then he'll, he'll watch the finals. Um, but he's not going to make it a big priority. Yeah. He sounds like most old dudes. He like, he keeps up with the Grizz and then yeah. he'll watch like if he wanted to watch the jazz, uh, Utah, the jazz, Utah, the jazz Clippers series as we could with the kids and you know, everything else we had going on around the house and you know, he's interested. He, he likes to watch sports. What do I want to talk about? Yeah, is there what did you see in the NBA? Like God, there's so much stuff. I just was there another news story that we didn't uh get to that you Well we touched to on Kawhi's about? injury, which really sucks. Yeah. That's a bummer. Feel, it yeah. is there's no really like update on that right now. So we don't know what's going I know. on. That's that's the Kawhi level. We got a Kawhi level update. You know, it's just like I don't even know what's what was the diagnosis? ACL injury. Yeah. So vague. So when you have, so Kawhi's, so this is the thing is, so he goes in and gets his MRI and his micro strip ripped out. So they had to revaccinate him. Mm-hmm. And after, so the MRI, you know, you can have that read pretty quick. Even one of the, you know, I mean, obviously you weren't read by a doctor, but one of the training staff guys is probably familiar enough with imaging and anatomy that he can tell you exactly with decent certainty what, what injury he had. So they know, my point is, is that they know what injury is going on. Um, but it was kind of like before with the, the Spurs, he, he didn't really say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, that's a bummer and hopefully it's not a full tear. Maybe it's just a strain. I, I don't know. It sucks. Well, they haven't 
counted them out definitively. So that has to be kind of, wouldn't you think that has to be kind of uh, promising that they haven't said, nah, he's done. I don't know. Or are they just yeah. fucking with the No, because it's sons. Kawhi world. It's Kawhi, so it's different. Or maybe I they want to keep the Suns guessing. Maybe. I think the Suns are like us. He ain't coming back. It's Yeah. I think the Suns don't care if he comes back or not. They no, because they're, they're or at least they're not going to worry about it. Like when he's out there, we'll make the adjustments. Uh, you know, Monty Williams is a good coach, and the Phoenix is a good team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was interesting. Obviously, the the Kimball Walker mm. trade from a team building standpoint, and yeah, so Brad guess, Stevens. Well, stuff so that stood out. To set the table on that, I guess that was just kind of a trade that's agreed upon. Because yeah, I I don't know if uh, they can't trade the details. Till the draft. They can't officially trade till the draft, so it's just like agreed upon in principle, right? Mm-hmm. What was the deal? So Kemba's going to Oklahoma for Al Horford and the oh, yeah. Celtics are sending that they're. Their draft pick, which is the 16th draft pick this year. Okay. For Al Horford. And so Al Horford has next year's contract fully guaranteed and then like a partial on the following year. There's like a half, like a, you know, instead of paying him whatever he's at 32 million, you can pay him 16 for him to walk. So you'd imagine they're going to at least, depending on a lot of factors, but you'd imagine they're just going to pay him that second year and then. Maybe they can package him or just keep him. I mean, do you think he has? Do you think he has better value as like a you know, money coming off the books, or as a trade piece, or as a veteran in that locker room? I mean, so like if you have a guy like say Carlisle and Horford's gonna, I think he will still be good next year, and he can still play good defense and be a good teammate. He's owed twenty seven million this year, and then it's twenty six the next year with a partially guaranteed for 14 and a half million. Mm-hmm. He only played 28 games in OKC. And so it was a down year for him. So he, he's, he's what rested and ready to go. Yeah. He'll start. He'll start. He's okay. He's good. He's good. Okay. So he's, I mean, he played in Boston already once, I guess Ainge got rid of him, didn't he? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, was Atlanta, was, Boston, Philly. Mm-hmm. Traded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he's Brad Stevens is familiar with Al Horford. I think he liked him. That may not have been Stevens's call to get rid of Al Horford. That might have been a Danny Ainge thing. Now he's like, I want Horford back. Yeah, must stick it to Danny Ainge. You <laughs> fuck this up, I'm going to get him back. I never wanted Kemba. I always wanted Horford. First thing I'm going to do is write this. Mm-hmm. And I'm, he's going. To, he's going to go get Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> right? That would be awesome if he signed Isaiah Thomas, dude. I watched that dude at the forum. We were sitting really close, yeah. And it was that. It was like a fourth quarter where Isaiah Thomas just completely took over the fourth quarter. I mean, single handedly annihilated the Grizzlies before his injury. Yeah, and Horford was on that team. Yeah, that was Horford. Isaiah Thomas, Tatum, Jalen Brown. 30 points a night, Thomas. Okay, so what were you saying about the trade, Bo? I'm sorry. Um, 
Boston just did not, or Stevens did not want to deal with Kemba's contract. Mm-hmm. And Bill Simmons on his podcast was saying that they, maybe they signed him injured or near bouts. And then we had the COVID shutdowns and lockdowns. And so the trainers couldn't be in the same room as Kemba. That was the NBA protocol at the time. And so they sent him workouts and zooms and stuff to do for him to work on his knee. And apparently when he showed up to the bubble, his knee was in the same shape as when they originally signed him. And so that's why it took him two months to work himself into shape Yeah. in the bubble. This is what Simmons said. And so they decided that they just did not like his work ethic, I'm assuming, and his contract. And so they decided they'd rather instead of have a center this year, this is me reading this, they decided they'd rather have um, the shorter salary of Horford and the defense and the leadership and go from there. I'm for it. I'm not a big Kemba Walker fan. I don't know if I ever really was. Yeah, because he's $36 million next year and then $37 million player option the following year. Mm-hmm. And he's never really – he was never able Oof. to get over the hump for Charlotte. And then now he's on the decline of his career. His points per game are going down. His assists per game are going down. Everything's declining. His games played per season are going down. Minutes are going down. His age is the only thing going up. I mean, dude, if you're on a team with Tatum and Brown, your assist should go up. Yeah. I just I don't know if I was ever really a big Kimball Walker fan. And I've thought he could have he could have been a really good piece for Boston and it just didn't work out. So I'm not surprised or shocked by that trade whatsoever. Actually I thought it it's probably the one move Boston's done that's actually made sense to me quite some right. time yeah i agree yeah after that trade trade deadline debacle mm-hmm. that was so fucking weird what else are we thinking we, do we want to talk ben simmons at all or has that been yeah. death? well if you want it we can move on to the playoffs you want to get into some playoff shit sure let's start by looking at what happened over the week the Utah Jazz didn't win any games last week. The Clippers won three and advanced. Phoenix was already in. Phoenix won one game against the Clippers, so that's the Western Conference. They play again tomorrow. In the East, Atlanta won three games to Philly's one and advanced. Brooklyn last week won one game. Milwaukee won two. So now we've got Atlanta, Milwaukee, Phoenix, and the Los Angeles Clippers. It still makes me laugh every time I look at those teams. What did we think was going to happen? Well, we thought for some reason that all of these Brooklyn players were going to stay healthy. We all picked Brooklyn to like win the title, except for Josh Vanelli. He picked Phoenix, and I hope he's right. The Philly-Atlanta series... Brian, uh, you and Bo both picked Philly there. That didn't uh, didn't work out. It did not. <laughs> no. Uh, you got to take the fun team. Yeah. What's more? I took fun? the veteran team. I felt like that was the veteran team. The veteran coach, Doc Rivers. Yeah. It was the safe pick. 
I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, is this is it this this is Atlanta's first playoffs with this team? They didn't make the playoffs last year, did they? I don't think so. I don't remember the last time they were in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you don't pick it. You don't pick a team to make the conference finals that hasn't that didn't make the playoffs the year before. Unless that's it's, unless that's it's Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> unless they go sign, you know, James Harden and add them to Kyrie Irving and a supposedly healthy Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I think he was healthy until he fucked his ankle up. Kyrie, yeah. But, I mean, like I said, you were hoping, which I don't know why we thought they'd all be healthy in the postseason. Probably, I mean, they all took so many games off during the regular season, we kind of thought, oh, they'll be rested. Who's picking Atlanta in that series? Which one? Philly. Well, Other than Vanelli. I did. Oh, you did. Yeah. I'm all about that John Collins, Trey Young. <laughs> well, you're looking smart today. Yeah. Well, I also picked Brooklyn, so shit. Well, that was before you do Kyrie was going to get fucked up, right? Yeah. I picked Brooklyn, too. I picked Brooklyn to win the title. But, you know, I should have fucking known better. Because there was no way all three of those guys were going to stay healthy through the playoffs. It was never going to happen. You've got to you've got to be smarter than that. And that's just me talking to myself. Maybe next year, Jeff. Yeah. Let's see. Let's kind of go through the week. So, like Monday, Clips and Hawks were still just tying up their series. So we were coming into like game fives. On Tuesday, pivotal games. Game five with Milwaukee, Brooklyn. We uh, kind of covered it earlier, but that was the first game that Harden played. Likely feeling the same way about the situation that it was if they don't win game five, then they have no chance. They're going to lose game six and get knocked out in Milwaukee. I think uh, Harden was feeling pressure of a disappointing playoff run, and he came out and had like a terrible first half for that game five the nets were down at halftime and then it was the huge kd game and everybody was got really mad at coach budenholzer <laughs> like everybody got really mad at coach bud <laughs> after that game they were saying that he gave it up he he blew it and then there was like the other half of the media was saying Kevin Durant can do this by himself. See, I told you. <laughs> it was just people picking sides, and you were either blaming coaching or you were saying that KD was the greatest basketball player of all time. It was That was game five. Can, can I bring something up real quick? What? Why is it Coach Bud and not Coach Bud? Bud? Because <laughs> it spells Bud? <laughs> Because bud sounds better. Probably. That's a real word. Probably. Bood isn't. Coach Bood. <laughs> All right. We, bo- we can move on. <laughs> I think it's because Bood's not a word. I, just, can we, I, I got a question, though. Can we, when he when he calls for a challenge, can we just call that a booty call? Oh. Oh. Yes. Bo- you can. <laughs> I'll tweet it out to all of my 10 followers. Well, you're gonna have to watch more Milwaukee games and watch for those challenges. That's Booty call. We gotta get up. We'll have to get Pat on that. Yeah, there you go. That's Pat territory. Yeah. 
Let's see. Going through my week of watching basketball. Let's go to like Thursday. That was when the Nets lost to Milwaukee in Milwaukee, forcing the game seven in Brooklyn. That was exciting. We did have a bunch of game sevens. There were two. We thought, I thought for sure Utah Clippers was going to go to seven. That only went to five. The other two in the East went to seven games, and I was not surprised at all. It went to six. Was it? Yes. That went, that would make six games. I wrote down the wrong number. We watched game six here at your house Friday night, or I showed up for the fourth quarter. Oh, that's what happened. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. It's like it didn't happen. You were feeling pretty good. <laughs> Let's see. Friday was the Atlanta-Philly game six. That was a game where the lights went out with like two minutes left. Have you ever seen the lights go out in an NBA game with like, like in a playoff game, in a pivotal point of the game with two minutes left, all the lights just turn out? Have you ever seen anything like that? It happened in a, didn't happen in a Phoenix game at some point during the postseason, but that was like a huge point in the game. I mean, that's, that was like reminiscent of that, that Super Bowl. (laughs) Was it uh, the 49ers and, um, fuck, who did they play? Yeah, it happened in a Super Bowl game. It was the 49ers versus the Ravens. There was a power outage. Uh, what year was that? Super Bowl 47. What year was that? 10 years ago? Uh, that was in 2013. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Hmm. I, I, it just blew my mind. It seemed like it was like something terrible was about to happen. All the lights go out with two minutes left. Mm-hmm. What did you think there was going to be like a terrorist attack or something? I mean, that's the first thing that went through my head. It's like, oh shit, why the fuck did the power go out? But it was cool. I, I, all the fans like pulled out their cell phones and like tried to light up the court. Oh. It was hilarious. It's a terrible effort, <laughs> but it was pretty funny. It was pretty cool. Um, let's see. The Clippers knocked off the Jazz that night in Game Six. That was the Terrence Mann game. He had thirty nine man. Mm. That was that big game. Man, man. Man. Mama, there goes that man. Yeah. He filled that Kawhi Leonard spot. I like Terrence, man. He's one of the, if they had to blow that team up, he's one of the guys I would not let go. Him, Zubats, and Luke Kennard, I'd keep them all. Saturday was game seven with the Nucks. The Nucks. The Nets and the Bucks. The Bucks won. Finishing up that series. The Nets, they couldn't get over the injuries. It's it's pretty obvious. Let's see. Sunday was the Suns-Clippers game one. James Jones won that Executive of the Year award. Seemed like all his players were excited for him. I think he's, a, I think he's very hands-on. I think James Jones is doing a good job there. I mean, how can you argue with these results? They're in the Western Conference Finals. Miami Heat legend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a champion. Yeah, LeBron LeBron dragged him around a little bit. <laughs> he, he still hit those threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrence Mann, proving his worth with Kawhi still out. Hit that big three late in the game to make it like a two-point game with 22 seconds left. And then uh, Paul George is the one that blew that game. He went up and made that soft-ass move to the rack. Pretty much blew the whole game. 
For the Clippers, that was tough. And then it was the Hawks-Sixers game where the Hawks fucking won. The last time the Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Finals, do you know who their head coach was? It was uh, Al Horford. Not Al Horford. (laughs) Who's going to have guessed Josh Smith? (laughs) The coach? It would have been... um Booty call. <laughs> yep, it was booty call. It was Buddenholzer. And now, booty call or booty cha- <laughs> booty challenge or whoever it is. <laughs> He's now coaching the Milwaukee Bucks, and they will face each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's a little old meets new. Yeah, time is a flat circle and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, so let's address the Ben Simmons situation briefly. I kind of feel like letting you guys start. Bo, do you have any opinions on this? Um, well, before you go blaming the process or Philly, <laughs> he, you take the guy that's the obvious number one pick. And I text you guys earlier Twitter thread from Chad Ford. I'm not even going to try to pretend like that. This was my idea. Who's the number but one pick you're talking about here? Ben Simmons. Okay. Just checking. And I, I did kind of, before I read what Chad Ford said, I'd kind of already agreed with this. Like, why would you, maybe they should have traded if they could have Ben Simmons for James Harden. Mm-hmm. Because Embiid is, 27 and injury prone and you don't know if this is his last peak season it's a good point so maybe they maybe they should have gone all in yeah um but maybe my guy more i knew that harden maybe was on the downside and had been partying too much and was going to get hurt anyway or likely to get hurt you can't or possibly houston just wanted too much and there's possibly that too like if you're and they that seemed like the deal at the time was like for Philly to get right James Harden. And it, I I would have done the deal if I was Philly and maybe I would I think I would have done it if I was Houston too it just made too much sense. Mm-hmm. And maybe for Tita just decided he didn't want to deal with it, that 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 sort of if it backfired on him he would look like Moray's whipping boy basically. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So maybe it was kind of one of those things. Like, you're not going to outsmart me. I'm I'm the fox here, not you, nerd. But so Chad Ford said that for those arguing that the 76ers shouldn't have taken Ben Simmons first in the 2016 draft, which I don't – even without seeing what Chad Ford's about to say, I find it hard to believe that you could argue that. And Chad Ford makes the point pretty – eloquently he says he ranks number one in his class for win shares and he leads his entire class in assists per game by a full three assists and he's number two in rebounds in the draft class and number four in points he's a three-time nba all-star two-time first team all defense one-time third team all nba you know, only two players again this is chad Ford talking that come even close to Ben Simmons in that draft class are Sabonis and Jamal Murray. And obviously in 16, you weren't going to take those two dudes number one. And then Chad, the, the 
the last part he says about Simmons is a terrible shooter. He played terribly in the fourth quarter of the Hawk series. He has some significant confidence issues, which mm-hmm. Nate McMillan attacked by fouling him. Hack of Simmons, basically, that pull him out of the game. Mm-hmm. And then Simmons says he's probably playing on the wrong team in Philly and needs a different team and an offense to run. But like, how are you gonna how are you gonna find that? Saying he needs a different team is interesting. Is he talking about the other players on the team, or is he talking about the like just a whole staff? new, whole new fresh start, like yeah. a team with, uh, like Zach Lowe today on his podcast said that you can't make Ben Simmons, Draymond Green in Philly when you have Joel Joel Embiid. You know, like if you put if you took Draymond Green out of Golden State and you put. Ben Simmons on that team, and you had Clay and Steph and even Durant. Then Ben Simmons obviously is not going to be as good a defense as Draymond Green, but he's going to handle the ball, rebound the ball, do all those little things. And then you have all those killer shooters around him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously, with like I said, with Embiid, that's Embiid wants to do post ups, he doesn't want to shoot threes. So, I, I don't know. I think it's just a bad, it's just a bad fit, and the it proves that the draft or the process or whatever you want to say is never exact. It's all about luck and fit, and and we're we're talking about Simmons like he's some big debacle, but they still almost won that series, mm-hmm. but they didn't obviously. So now it's we're thinking differently about it. Yeah, the whole idea of them not being able to coexist like Embiid and Simmons, I don't buy that. I think they can coexist. I think there's more than enough time in a basketball game for two guys to have good games. I agree, and they were the number one seed in the East. Right. And Doc Rivers is known for being a great regular season coach. Right. But if Philly has bigger expectations than, say, like a Memphis, New Orleans, Minnesota, etc., but if if this team was in Minnesota, if this was the Minnesota Timberwolves, you'd be like, all right, well, we'll run it back next year. That was that was expected. We're Minnesota. Yeah, we'd probably just try to pinpoint our weaknesses and see and try to figure out how we can get better. There are expectations in Philly though, because they have gone through this whole process. Right, and then I think Zach Lowe even said. That, you know, what are you going to trade Simmons and or Embiid to, to then do the process again? Yeah, I mean, what are you going to get back? <laughs> yeah. And, and Brian alluded to a couple trades, which we could run through really quick. Sure, why not? Yeah, I read the uh, Hollinger article on The Athletic today. Okay. And... He brought up Chicago Levine for Simmons after Chicago fell short this season after their big trade deadline move. Maybe they need to change some stuff up. Mm-hmm. Maybe Levine's not happy in Chicago. He's up for he's up for an extension next year, I believe. Hmm. Maybe they're not convinced he's going to sign there. Hmm. And I like it for for the only reason that. You could argue that Ben Simmons needs a fresh start somewhere. Whether that's true or not, you could make that argument. And I would love Levine with Joel Embiid. 
Hell yeah. Um, the issue with Simmons is you can't have a point guard that can't shoot in today's NBA. I agree. Um, you remember in the I think it was the preseason Simmons hit a three, and it was like a it was funny, you know, and everybody talked. Oh, Simmons has a shot. He hit a three. Good for him. You know, everybody cheered and and that was kind of cute and funny at the time. Can I interrupt you for a second? Sure. So why the fuck is he playing point guard? I I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I do. We can <laughs> we can get into that. Uh huh. Probably because you can't play him and Embiid at the paint at the same time, and Simmons can't shoot, so he's not a wing. Okay. You you you're looking you're looking at me kind of crazy, but yeah, you have to play Embiid out of the out of the paint a little bit, and Embiid can shoot, and Simmons can't. Yeah, so. Simmons' strength is a, is as a uh, facilitator. Uh-huh. He's a good rebounder. Yeah, and is like a slasher, a guy who he's athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically plays well around the rim. I mean, we, we, you talk about the pass all day. It's like a, he's like which a, was a total brain fart. He's like I a mean, he's like a better version of Stromile Swift. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Okay. Everybody said that you know. His pass under the basket was like an indictment on his game. Uh-huh. It was a bad. It was a bad play. It's stupid. It he was made a stupid. Bad call. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. I don't think it defines his career. It it could define his career in Philadelphia because can you imagine that dude stepping on the court next year in Philly? Why Philly's going to boo the shit out of him? <laughs> why did he make that pass? Why didn't he go to the hole? I mean, I I I think that his problems are between his ears. I think it's in his head. It is. Even more so than, I mean, he needs to work with a shooting coach. But I think it's I don't it's I think it's a confidence thing. Oh. I think that t- taking him off the ball when Jimmy Butler played there, I think it messed it. with his head a little bit. I'll explain it when you're done. Keep um, going. But yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's confidence. Yeah, he's got to see the ball go in. Hundred percent. A lot. It's not even that <laughs> for it to click. I think it's more than that. What do you think it is, Jeff? I think somebody's done a job on his confidence. I think somebody's put him in that headspace over the course uh, of the season. You think it's you, and you think that is uh, exclusive to this season? Yes. What has changed this season in Philadelphia? Coaching. <laughs> ben Simmons has a new coach. Doc Rivers has only been there for one year. Doc Rivers did a bunch of things this season that pissed me off, and I'm just watching from an outside perspective. Like, I have no dog in a fight. I don't think he knows how to use Ben Simmons at all. I think he has no fucking clue what to do with him. And he can't admit it. He can't let that on to anybody. But I, And I think it's true. He won't play Tyrese Maxey, Doc, when he's the best point guard on that team. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking obvious. Like, they probably win that series if he plays Maxey. And I'm not saying bench Simmons, but use him differently. Mm-hmm. I think Ben Simmons needs to be with the right coach. And I don't think it's Doc Rivers. So one of those things has to change. I don't think they can coexist. I think most of the time when you look at Doc Rivers, I think it's it's something that he just thought he hoped would just go away. 
like this Ben Simmons thing, mm -hmm. like through the course of the year, or maybe people wouldn't notice. But he's he's not putting in the work with this kid, mm -hmm. and I think there's probably been times where Doc Rivers has said things to this kid that fucked with his confidence. Because Doc Rivers is the older, veteran, former player, hard-ass, know-it-all motherfucker. And he probably came down on this kid about some poor decision-making or whatever it is. And I think he fucking shattered his confidence where this kid's scared to make mistakes. He's so scared to make mistakes, he didn't just jump up and yam that ball down. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. I don't know what Doc wants from me. Like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to fucking do in this situation because his coach hasn't told him what to do in those situations. I think Doc just expects everybody to fucking know how to play because you're in the NBA. He's not, a, I don't think he's a teacher. You think that, uh, I don't think he's a motivator or a teacher or somebody that can help bring a young man's confidence up. I think he just expects you to fucking know. And if you don't know, you get laid into. You think that um, Doc Rivers is not the right coach for Ben Simmons because he's not Kevin Garnett or Paul Pierce or Ray Allen? Right. <laughs> exactly. I think uh, he's like Ben Simmons needs a, a teacher. He needs somebody that's going to build him up like a Monte Williams. Look at how different Monte Williams with DeAndre Ayton is mm. and Doc Rivers with Ben Simmons. That's a good point. That's They're both young guys, point. man. Like Ben Simmons is about to turn 25. He's about to hit his prime, and he still has this gaping hole in his game and no confidence. Uh, maybe he can get built back up. He needs somebody like a Popovich, man, like somebody that cares. Somebody that I don't know if Doc Rivers fucking cares enough to worry about this guy. Doc Rivers couldn't win with the Clippers, who are in the Western Conference Finals this season, with possibly a worse team. There are guys missing on that Clippers roster that went to the Lakers. Montrez Harrell. Kenneth Reed. That was a joke. It's funny that you bring up Popovich. Um, mm -hmm. Bruce Millen on ESPN Radio today said, I know Pop very well, and I assure you they would trade anyone on the Spurs roster for Ben Simmons. Dude, I'm for it. I love it. I think Ben Simmons, like, Popovich can find a way to use anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm saying no, you're no, you're this now. You're no, you're not. You're yeah. not the point guard. Right. <laughs> you can bring the ball up when it's convenient and when it works. I know you can do it, but we have a point guard. What I need <laughs> you to do is focus on this, 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 and this. These are your four things that you're going to do during the course of the game, and we're going to make this work because it doesn't have to just be two guys that handle the ball all the time. It doesn't have to be a certain scheme. Like it can it can change because guess what Greg Popovich can do? He can make in game adjustments. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's Ben Simmons probably needs a little more structure. And I don't know if mm -hmm. Doc Rivers has ever been a structure coach. It's structure and it and it's it's like actual like being a mentor to a young man mm -hmm. and coaching him up and not just expecting things and demanding yeah. things of people. Yeah, that's not that's not holding people accountable. That's just being an asshole. I'm not so sure that Doc Rivers is like actually a very good coach at all. Yeah, he wins all these games in the regular season, 
I'm not so sure he's really ever had like a bad team to coach. When was the last time? Like, what was it? He's had bad seasons, uh, I guess. Orlando in like the beginning of his career. <laughs> well, I don't even remember Yeah, but that. that was when they went to the finals or whatever. That was, was he coaching? Who? Was he the coach? When Orlando went to the finals with Dwight Howard, was Doc Rivers the coach? No. That was Stan, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that was Stan, was Stan and Gundy. Okay. Yeah. What I will say about Ben Simmons is I'm aware that he has his problems. But what I would say about Doc Rivers is that I don't think he did anything to help with the problems. I think he got in this kid's head and he fucked them all up. Like Monty Williams, I'm just using him as an example. He's the coach of the year. And I've, and we watched what he did with DeAndre Ayton all season. Built him up. He got better and better and better. And I watched Monty Williams go grab DeAndre Ayton when he was down or when he was hanging his head or he thought he made a mistake. And Monty Williams is like right there on him, bringing him back up and bringing him in the game and making sure that it, this doesn't turn into a mudslide. I see Doc Rivers doing that. I don't see Doc Rivers doing that. Ben Simmons' numbers are all down this season. Everything. Pretty much the worst season of his career. And then Rivers and Embiid trash him in a Game 7 post-game press conference. That's just a bad look from all of those people. I hope Philly does trade Ben Simmons to a team with a real coach like San Antonio or something. I really do. And Pop or whoever it is just figures out a way to use him. And it sounds like Simmons is already kind of committed to working on his free throws, but his shot doesn't look bad. Mm -hmm. Like, you can, he can go shoot 500 fucking free throws a day. If his head's not in the right place, none of them, like, yeah. it's not going to matter when it comes to game time. If he does, if nobody instills confidence in him, I don't know, maybe he, like, maybe he eats some LSD or. <laughs> Takes up smoking pot or something to change his head. I don't know. There's something going on there where, like, he's always been a 50% just about free throw shooter. But, I mean, this was really bad. This guy wasn't even taking shots in fourth quarters and mm -hmm. playoffs. Like, this guy's a two-time all-star, right? Like, that's not him. That wasn't him. Something happened in... Simmons might not even notice it. He might not even know it happened. Yeah. Or maybe he's too scared to speak out about it. I don't know. To me, Ben Simmons is a product of Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is not a product of Ben Simmons. No. What happened to him is, I think, 100% because of what Doc Rivers did over the course of the season with him. He's not prepared. He's not given the confidence to succeed. Shit, man. Here's a thought for you. Maybe CP3 would have won a title by now if Doc Rivers hadn't been his coach for four of his prime years. Maybe Chris Paul is already like a two-time champion if Doc Rivers isn't the man in L.A., the head coach. Just throwing that out there. 
Doc Rivers got lucky that one time with that great team, and he did a good job with them, but those were all veteran guys. Yeah. Kevin Garnett was the guy that was instilling confidence and, and boosting up his players. Have you heard of a lot of people praising Doc Rivers? I mean, he's a great person. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fucking awesome person. But I just don't know if maybe he's in a rut coaching or if he just isn't paying attention to the details. But I don't I really don't think it's Ben Simmons' fault that he didn't take that shot or make that dunk or whatever it was. Yeah, that pass is the pass of a broken basketball player. Yeah. So fuck it. Trade him. Trade him or put some effort into it. I'd love to see Ben Simmons under a different coach with what would happen if, like, Becky Hammond gets a hold of him and has a chance to, like, mold. She has energy. Mm -hmm. She cares. She's trying to prove something to the league. Like, Becky Hammond coaching Ben Simmons and making him a great basketball player would be, like, the ultimate testimony to her coaching career. Like this guy was casted off. You, everybody wanted his head. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted him dead. But I found a way because I took a personal interest in a person. You know, I think there's something there. So you think if Becky Hammonds gets the Portland job? They trade C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons. I wouldn't break up that backcourt at all for anybody. (laughs) But he can fit that. He can fill that mellow spot (laughs) somehow. I see. I see Ben Simmons as like a stro, dude. Like (laughs) athletic, (laughs) rebounding, but like a passing stro. They're like the same size. Like the same guy. I don't understand. Like, why are we so hell-bent on him being a point guard? Yeah, I don't. Why can't he be a power forward with a stretch five? Mm -hmm. Why can't he be a defensive wing player that you don't have to rely on him taking threes because he doesn't stand out at the fucking three-point line all day. Mm -hmm. He's cutting, setting picks, pick and rolling, rolling to the basket, whatever it is. Like, why does a wing have to stand on the three-point line to clear space? Well, if you got to stretch five or – there's ways to make that work. Mm. It's not just one way to play this game. That's about all I got to say about Ben Simmons. I don't think it's his fault, and I feel for him. I feel bad for him. Yeah, he should work on his game. Everybody should be working on their game, but I feel like he's taking a lot of heat. And I don't know if it's really his fault. I'm not convinced that Doc Rivers doesn't suck as a coach. It's the Tyrese Maxey shit that really pisses me <laughs> off. Tyrese Maxey had a great game. I think it was six that they won. Maxey had a great game, and then the next game he doesn't play. Yeah, I think it was six that he had a really good game. Played like 20-something minutes. It's just a bunch of questionable decision-making. 
in my opinion. Anything else on that from no. you guys? Any opinions, any thoughts creeping into your heads? No, I mean, I like what you had to say about it. Yeah. Put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it. Something that I haven't really heard anywhere else. Good. So the Bucks are the favorites in the playoffs now, according to Vegas. Should they be? I think so. I think the Bucks are winning, but I'm rooting for Nate McMillan. I think that today Atlanta spent all day <laughs> going, Hey Nate. <laughs> hey Nate. How's it going? You <laughs> how many years you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dangling carrots. Yeah. I'm I'm a big Nate McMillan fan. And I've said it. I think Indiana's stupid for letting him go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Atlanta should have. I mean, hindsight being 2020, they didn't know they'd be in this position right now, but I think they should have. They should have taken the interim tag off of him mm-hmm. this this season. Yeah. It'll get worked out. They'll hire him. Yeah. There's no way. They have to. They have to because he's just going to go to one of the, what, seven, seven other jobs that are open. Yeah. They have to. They have to give him whatever he wants. Honestly, he should just probably. Maybe it's on his end. Maybe. Maybe he hasn't signed a deal because he's like, there's a lot of yeah. jobs out there. I mean, clearly, <laughs> clearly that Atlanta team loves playing for him. If you can make double the money to coach for Washington, eh. take that job, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got a good thing going in Atlanta. He does. And I think he stays in Atlanta. But I think Atlanta has to pay him. I hope so. I hope all that. And they should have to pay him. And chicken wings. Yeah. Lemon pepper wet. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we'll see what happens there. If Atlanta's smart, they'll pay him whatever he wants because it's working. Mm -hmm. When something's working, you don't fuck with it. Yeah. I think it's Phoenix, though. I don't think it's Milwaukee. And that's assuming Kawhi Leonard doesn't come back. Kawhi Leonard could he could put a wrench in everything Phoenix is doing where he just Who's guarding him? Mikhail Bridges? He's good. But And who's he guarding? Yeah. It's gonna be fun to watch. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the hell of these playoffs. Bo, what do you think? Milwaukee? They're the favorite, according to Vegas. You said for the for the finals, not the for the champion, I or meant the, for the championship. Okay, I thought you, I thought you meant the Eastern Conference champion. I sorry if I misspoke, which is why I didn't say Phoenix. I think I said finals. Okay, I want to see Milwaukee win, but I think Phoenix. I don't know, man. I think Phoenix is I like the if whole Chris Paul is Chris Paul, which he should be because he's vaccinated. I don't. I, again, I think so. <laughs> I don't know why he's even out. They shouldn't be testing vaccinated players. I, I think, I think Phoenix could win it very easily. Yeah, and which would, I, I think that would be awesome. It's going to come I'm, down to well, like all of these series, just like all the games have been close. There's been no blowouts. Um, I don't I'm, expect to see any blowouts. Yeah, I I'm riding off the Clippers, and I'm riding off Atlanta. I'm just going to say that right now. Okay. So come at me, 
Atlanta. Oh, I like Atlanta. LA. Oh, I'm I'm right here, man. Bo is counting Atlanta out. Definitely am. And if they win it all, then or make it to the finals, then I'll I'll be wrong. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You'll just have no credibility whatsoever. <laughs> I hate. Hey, I, that's me every day. <laughs> Nobody listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, eat on the couch. Don't eat on the couch. But we're already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You want to go full circle, Clark? Don't, so don't eat straight out of the rice cooker. <laughs> Put the rice yeah. on a plate. Get your hand out it's of not the even, rice cooker. It's not even cooked yet. <laughs> you want to go full circle, uh, Brian? So you thought I was just talking about the East. No, I was talking about the finals. finals. Yeah, I mean, in, in the East, uh, so it's hard to not take Milwaukee. I'm rooting for Atlanta. Right. So Milwaukee's the favorite to win the championship. Oh no, Phoenix! Phoenix should be the. the there favorite. we go. That's what we we're. That's yeah. where I was going. If you if you're putting Milwaukee, if you're putting either Eastern Conference team against Phoenix in the finals, I'm picking Phoenix. Yeah, I think so. It's so fucking strange to me. Everybody's like defending the Milwaukee being the favorites right now, and I just don't understand why. I'm like the, the Phoenix just beat the Lakers. I'll be a little injured, a little banged up, but who's to say Phoenix isn't banged up a little bit too? It's just not, we're just, they're just not holding players out. They beat the Lakers and Denver, two of like the powerhouse title contender favorites mm-hmm. for the last, what, three years? And even though Denver had Jamal Murray out, they still finished the season strong. Yeah. Though they didn't just beat Denver, they swept. Yeah. Them. Okay. So they beat the Lakers and Denver, and, and Milwaukee beats Kevin Durant and Miami. Okay. That's pretty good. But they barely beat Wait, Brooklyn. Hang on, go back, go back. Yeah. Kevin Durant and Miami. They beat both of those teams. Right. Sorry. Yeah. So what stands out in my head is how Milwaukee barely beat Brooklyn. An injured Brooklyn. It just sticks oh, out in my head. And then barely Phoenix. Beat and then Phoenix rolls over injured teams on their side. So Milwaukee barely beats injured teams on their side. Phoenix rolls over injured teams on their side. How are we not making this correlation? That's a logical take. And then there are people out there that still think the Clippers can do it. I'm just not. I'm not a believer in that. I just don't see Paul George. If Reggie Jackson wins Finals MVP. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Wouldn't that be something? (laughs) It would be Paul George, but... (laughs) Wouldn't that be something? He just comes out and he just he's getting thirty a game in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> Paid too oh much, my. pee my ass. <laughs> oh, Reggie Jackson yeah. though, yeah, getting thirty a game, fucking lose it. He is not scared to shoot. That's what no, I've seen from him. Not. He is like, I will be the fucking hero. I don't give a shit. Mm. Give me the ball, Terrence. Man, I, I don't know if I want to pass <laughs> it to him. He's wide open in the corner, yeah. but. uh Maybe I'll just take this 30-footer. Yeah, I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't trust the Clippers. And it's a, what I'm saying is a transition three. <laughs> I do trust Phoenix for some – because we watched them all year. Mm-hmm. And we believed in them. And we liked them. Did we not? Like, 
they were good. I feel like we were really early on Phoenix, like uh, December. There's a lot to like. January. There's a lot to like. I mean, Monty Williams yeah. is a good coach. Like you said, DeAndre Ayton's progression through the year. Mikel Bridges is like yeah. the, the forgotten star on that team. Like that dude can get 30 any night. Mm-hmm. And he's defensive. He's a two-way. Yeah. We like Crowder. Um, Javon Carter. No. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron Payne's doing a great job backing yeah. up Chris Paul. Yeah. yeah Javon Carter gets a chip before um, D'Anthony Melton. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Chris Paul's reclamation project, you know, in Oklahoma City, he clearly goes in and makes teams better. Yeah. He came almost makes Phoenix, you wonder why. Better. Almost makes you wonder why he didn't get to the. I don't know. I don't remember if the don't, Clippers ever made the Western Conference Finals. Don't discount the Grizzlies. Well, in Houston, he was banged up. Yeah. So. Yeah, that one's that's kind of like a lost season. Yeah. Don't discount what the Grizzlies did to the Clippers. You know. I won't. I guess the Clippers got out coached. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just don't understand why you don't like why does Vegas and everybody else nobody like everybody's scared to count Phoenix as like the winner of this thing. Everybody's hesitant to say it. Yeah, it looks pretty clear to me. It seems obvious. Like we like I was just saying, like we've loved this team all year. We caught them early. Like, damn, these guys are good. They still have, like, a lottery pick on that team. Is it Jalen Smith? Is that his name? Yeah, Jalen Smith. They're a rookie. They're 6'10 rookie. That's hardly even played. A 10th overall draft pick last year. Like, nobody's even talking about this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just sitting there chilling for now. Like, Phoenix has future. And they're deep. Jalen Smith is a 6'10 power forward from Maryland. Went to St. Joseph's High School. He's a 10th overall draft pick. They're not even playing this guy. Phoenix is looking promising. (laughs) And never mind, like, James Jones has put together, put these, like, tough veteran guys on the squad, too that are, like, in the prime of their careers, like Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> like, he's just loaded up the team around these core young guys like uh, Devin Booker and Mikel and DeAndre Ayton. He's just loaded the squad up with these great players. This is going to be fun. Milwaukee versus Phoenix seems like a great f- – championship to me i just looked up jalen smith and uh yeah i love that he's he he plays with the goggles yeah he's huge yeah yeah he's the the goggles guy (laughs) like nobody's even talking about that they're sitting on this 10th overall draft pick i didn't know he was (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't he didn't get much game time yeah obviously played in maryland who the fuck was he gonna play over on that roster. Yeah. Sorry, man. You're on the wrong team. They, uh, hey, soak it up, man. Yeah. Soak it oh, up. Oh, shit. He should just be hanging around Chris Paul. Yeah. Catching the coronavirus, whatever it takes. Yeah, sure. 
We talked about I talked about Jalen our first son's pick game, and I was like, I don't think he matters on this team. <laughs> like he's not gonna get court time. <laughs> Maybe they can package him with uh for Ben Simmons. <laughs> they can package him with somebody for something for sure. Don't know where, don't know who. Maybe it's to Sacramento for De'Aaron Fox. They love centers, right? Sacramento. <laughs> after, they, can, they can always use two or three more. After Chris Paul moves on or if he retires or whatever. Yeah. Or goes to play with LeBron. <laughs> like, oh, we can just bring in De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> for, <laughs> for Chris Paul. Uh, there's always going to be a market for those 6'10". Big man. That's about it for me, guys. What you got? Nothing, man. Just what so what are our Nothing two else. what are our two focus series this week? Oh yeah. Should we <laughs> should we focus on uh I think we're just focusing on uh the two focus series. <laughs> no, 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 Brian. And the lottery. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll watch the lottery and maybe come up with I got a short list. It's a very short list of players that I'm watching. For the draft, but you know, I spend you you know me. I spend so much time watching the NBA. I don't really know much about these prospects. There's a there's a strong top five this year. Well, let's strong let's hold off five. on it. Yeah, yeah. Let's I figure. Wait. Yeah, we we talk teams this week. We'll talk players next week. Yeah, but there's a this is a this is a very strong top five. I feel like, like the top the top five picks are all. I don't see a bust. The draft is like five weeks away. Like the worst case scenario on any of these guys is they're a rotation player. Yeah. Absolute worst case scenario. I've got a list too. It'll be fun to compare. Bo, if you uh, can get a list of uh, some incoming players going. All right. With some thoughts. You got like five or six weeks. Yeah, I got notes. You made fun of me for all my G League should make minutes. Notes. My Gatorade minutes. I this, did not even. Yes, you did. Not even. I got. I gave you a segment. I got some stuff <laughs> on these Ignite guys. Good. It's going to be fun. Uh, you assume those guys will all be lottery picks, right? <laughs> yes. First round. First rounders. All of them will be first rounders. Yeah. But the two big ones will be in the top five. Sure. Okay. And that's just not me. That's not my analysis. That's everyone's analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching the European guys. I'm trying to get caught up on the Euros. It's not as easy as you would think. No. It's hard to dig into that and watch playoff games and work a, you know, a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys going to be here next week, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Anything good happening next week? I don't have any plans. Nothing big here. You got Saturday no. off. You going to go play golf or something? I don't know. I got to figure that out. I got to figure out what to do with that day. Something. Yeah, I'm just going to watch basketball and uh, yeah. yeah, hang out. Yeah, just watching basketball. It's just normal life shit for this week, I think. Maybe, uh, no, yeah, that's it. What about you, Bo? You doing anything special this week? No, it's it was chilly here today. It's actually fifty two degrees right now in St. Paul. Wow. 
It feels amazing Speaking outside of special. Memphis right now. Like a little cold front came through. It's like 70 degrees outside right now. A little windy. That's nice for you guys. Yeah, we, yeah you got the north wind, it looks like. Yeah, Yeah, we were supposed to have, it was supposed to rain all day today, and it got cloudy, and the front came through, but we never got any rain. Yeah, it's 70 degrees. It's supposed to rain Saturday. Oof. <laughs> no, we'll be around this, this weekend, and uh, kids are doing swimming lessons at 9 a.m. every morning this week, so. All It'll right. be chilly. It'll be chilly at the outdoor pool tomorrow for those kids. All right. Well, we're out of time. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Bo, for joining us virtually. I appreciate your time. Brian, yeah. thank you. Yes, sir. Stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> <laughs>